Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 103. In this episode, we have a rules forum update with a quick passing priority. We talk about our featured basic action, hypervelocity, and wrap it all up with a Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off with a rules forum update. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. Congratulations on your graduation now, too. That's right. I'm now a doctor. Yeah. The, so it uh, counts. Dr. J. And then we also have the KO King which you were just born into it so you didn't need to spend all that money right jared it's there's no money involved yeah yeah you don't have to work for russ's title (laughs) (laughs) you're just born into it right well i guess now we actually have to listen to him on rules segments and stuff yeah he has he has an air of legitimacy so should should i just say that's right i'm never wrong or right you yeah. know, it's this is all a matter of perspective. Like, and l- let me get a clarification. So right now, you could technically sign all your emails, Doctor J, and then JD after the end of it, right? I could, yeah, if I wanted to. <laughs> if I were pretentious douchebag, <laughs> when I pass the bar, I'm going to be t- signing them Esquire, though. Esquire, okay. Yeah. So I'll have to introduce you like that. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor J Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, we are kicking off the set of the show. It's been a while too. Yeah, with a rules forum update. So if you guys aren't familiar with the WizKids rules forum, you can find that at win.wizkids.com forward slash BB, B as in boy. And this is what WizKids uses to kind of talk to the community and answer questions that you can submit there. Um, And it does have, especially if you're a new player, I, I suggest you checking there because sometimes they do post a lot of new, new player oriented questions that they get a lot of um for that. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Um, so today we have for sure new player f- questions. Yeah, four, four, or was it four? I think four updates or five rolling updates. Um, it looks like one, two, three, four, five. All right, five. So the first one is a, a quick update. So it's about the momentum ruling, um, and then they just they just mentioned this because what we previous they had previously ruled was you can't use momentum if your prep area is empty. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the clarification for this one is, we have received some additional questions about momentum being on its double burst face and wanted to clarify for players who still felt unsure about the prior ruling's intent. Here's momentum's card text. It says, roll any number of dice in your prep area and place them in your reserve pool. On its double burst side, also before selecting which die to, dice to roll, draw and roll and place a, draw a die and place it in your prep area. If your prep area is empty, the only way it could be used is if... It, it was rolled on its double burst face, and you had one or more die in your bag or use pile to prep first. The spirit of the previous ruling still ruling rings true. Still, you cannot use an action die for no effect. Um, so, if you guys had questions, I think we even mentioned that that was yeah. the other way you would yeah. use it. Can we, can we further complicate it? Can I use the double burst effect but not roll the die that I draw? <laughs> Because if I have momentum could, not right? on a double burst, if I have dice in my prep area, I can't play it and not roll any of my dice. But it, if it's on the double burst, I could draw the die, prep it, but not roll it. Yeah, because it says any number of dice. That's so right. You could, you could do it. But you could. <laughs> but if you but if you had dice in your prep area, you could not play it and not roll any of them because you'd be using it for no effect, right? You'd have to roll at least one. I don't know. You're, you're the lawyer. <laughs> I'll just go with you. <laughs> All right, so the that's ne- the question that should be answered. Yeah. So, so the next one is Russ's current favorite card, and that's the Collector and Madame Mask. Um, so the question is, my opponent has Madame Mask, Nefarious Schemes, 
um, active. While active, your opponent's when fielded trigger abilities do not trigger. If I collector in my opponent's shriek sonic boom, does it trigger when fielded? Do, does it when does its when fielded ability trigger? Since it's my opponent's character and not my when fielded ability, so it's asking who's the owner of the ability. Yeah, and the answer is no. It doesn't get around it. Basically, when you buy when you use the collector's ability to field any unpurchased character, whether it's from your opponent's side or your side, it's considered yours since it's under your control. Yeah, just just like how when you use globals, it's considered your global. Yeah, even right. though it's on your opponent's card or something. So, But there is that magic third character that is created based <laughs> on the collector, which really annoys me, and I love the collector, but the way they rule them, this magic third third shriek that would be created. The simple solution is to just say, we made a mistake, shouldn't have made the collector, put him in the game, and just take (laughs) him out. That would be the best way to handle this whole collector situation. Remember years ago, you'd always hear, like, uh, weakest option. That all went out the window when they ruled the collector. You know that, right? What's the weaker of the two rulings on this? Well, that's weak, but we're just going to give him, we're just going to make him. But it is weird, though, that it does create this third magical character and i'm not joking when i say that there's a third copy of this character yeah there's That's my shriek is. there's your shriek and, and there's then, another and there's, shriek yeah. the collector yeah. shriek no it's yeah. it which, makes sense to me but does, russ struggles with it which does come up at times but it it why do we complicate it actually it's just, it's you, just a third party shriek just yeah. think of it as a third party shriek it's okay magic shriek appeared it's a collector i'm supposed to be collecting your shriek i don't that's not what the rule covers we're moving on yeah and russ do you want do you want me to blow your mind so what if both of you are playing collectors you could have a fourth shriek too if you collect that's what i'm talking about right there that's like collecting your collector it doesn't make anything it just gives me another character which it makes me wonder that we should probably rename our 11th card because now it should be what is it the 13th card that's that's, (laughs) that right there is the best argument for why they should allow dyed dice to be played in official tournaments so you know which one is the third party shriek dice some you have a whole collection of the entire game's dice just yeah exactly died a certain oh i'm taking your shriek i'm gonna let me get my purple shriek out here yeah exactly <laughs> Go. purple right. shriek would look all right dope. so yeah for our next one it is about orion astro force powered harness um and the question goes hello all brand new to the forum love dice masters quick rules clarification orion's card says that when fielded deal two damage to opponent when attacking deal two damage to opponent the question is, does that damage apply to my opponent's life total, or does the damage apply to character dice? Thank you very much. Cheers, um, P. And the answer is, yo, Paulie, check it out, all right? You know, it's like, you know, when you do the damage and it says do it to the character, you know, you got to do it to the character, you know? I'm just, you know, thanks for asking us the question, Paulie. We really appreciate it. It's great, you know. Thanks. <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's my Rocky <laughs> impression. <laughs> Can you translate that to English? Because I didn't. Oh, oh yeah. I, I feel like it. I feel like so, I need to go eat a Philly cheesesteak sandwich right now. But there's I didn't one, I, the place next door, man. <laughs> don't even talk to me about that. It's so good. The translation is: Hey, it does it to the opponent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the, you know this is what, what we kind of mean because they do occasionally answer these entry level ones. And Polly, if you're listening to the show, welcome to Dice Masters and shoot shoot us an email because I'm just curious if you listen to the show or not. Um, All right. The next one is for a keyword that I really enjoyed in the Thor set. 
after playing around with it and really enjoyed you don't anymore did this it's, ruling it's, ruin it for it's you? It's changed. It's it's not the same anymore. <laughs> it's the, not the same the, anymore. My my my. What what is this? This is uh, what you call a nerfing in a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's a question. There have been two questions regarding the mortal keyword at our recent drafts. Here's the current wording. Except when purchased, when this die would go to the use pile. Instead, add it to your bag. So the two questions are: One, does this mean if I've had if I had a Heimdall with immortal keyword die on an energy face in my reserve pool, and I use it to purchase some other die at the end of my turn, that die would go from trend from transition area directly into my bag, that it would not go to the use pile? And two, uncommon Hela's ability is while Hela is active, your character dice have immortal. When does this ability apply to the character die? When it, is it when it's in the reserve pool and field? When it in, or is it when it's in the reserve pool on an energy face? Does this mean that the character die has had the keyword immortal no matter the location of the die? And then what happens to sidekick dice in this situation? Yeah, so the, the simple answer, not so simple. Basically, they eroded the text of immortal to say when a character die with immortal would go to the use pile, in parentheses, except when it is purchased, swapped, or sent as energy, Instead, add that character die to its owner's bag. So they, so they kind of changed the ability hugely. It used to be, you know, anytime this die gets sent to the used pile, for any reason other than being purchased, it goes into your bag. Which I, I loved. Yeah, no, it was yeah. great. And it, was, it wasn't an unbalanced ability or anything like that. Because most of the immortal characters were like five, six, yeah, six expensive. Too. You know, it was, hard to, it was hard to make an immortal team work. So it wasn't, it wasn't a broken ability or anything. But now it, they kind of nerfed it a lot. And then going on, it says immortal dice spent as energy would go to the use pile. Jane Foster slash Hella could combo together to give your dice a discount. So that's telling me that Hella's ability applies to unpurchased character dice as well. But why didn't they just say that? Why do they have to go roundabout? Why couldn't they just say it applies to unpurchased die? Why do they have to say comboed with Jane Foster, you could get discounts? Like that's I just don't, a I don't know. roundabout way to give us a... Give us a clear answer, WizKids. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining a lot, but this next part was the part of this ruling that frustrated me the most. So they changed the wording of the text, right? Mm -hmm. I said, we've updated the keyword page to say this. Then they say this down here. Sent as energy should be taken to include spent as energy during your turn or cleared from your reserve pool as energy since it was unspent. Why don't you put that into the keyword clarification so now we know what spent as energy. Basically, they said, we're clarifying the keyword to say if it's spent as energy, and then we also made this post to explain what spent as energy meant. You could have put that in the keyword, on the keyword page. Anyway, sidekick dice that are in the field zone could have immortal, but they wouldn't be immortal while it's on an energy face. I guess in the reserve pool? Yeah. Because you can't have them in the field on an energy face, so... Anyway. So if they're fielded, they have immortal. If they're on any yeah. other face yeah basically what not, we right? we can get from this is immortal got nerfed and hella applies to unpurchased character dice that's kind of what i'm taking from this ruling yeah i'm yeah. I'm, I'm i'm like the part that kills me is that santa's energy part yeah that, like yeah I, oh it's like i if if i'm okay if you want to nerf it and make it hardly playable like with iron will but g- give us the iron will treatment you know <laughs> A paragraph <laughs> explaining how this thing works so, so that we know, so we don't have to find this ruling to so, know. So to sum it up, immortal 
basically works if I attack with unblockable characters. Yeah. That's so, so about it, right? Or if you roll a, a character on a on a character face and, and then don't field don't it. field it, it would still go to your bag. Yeah. Because it's not going as it's not being sent as energy. Okay, so that that could get around like fielding costs. Yeah, like or, if you can't or, afford or, it this time, at least it can go yeah. in my bag and not have to. Yeah, go. or if yeah, you're yeah. trying to like avoid a green devil mask or something. But I really liked it having it on that energy face because yeah. I'd be like, well, I already paid five six to buy this thing. So yeah, I, so I at least want another chance of being able to roll this character. Would this work with green devil mask? Because if you roll the character face and it rolls energy, it goes to your use pile, right? Isn't that being sent? As energy Ooh. to the to the use pile? Ooh, I don't know. I don't either. That, that's a There's question. no way to know, that's, honestly, from this ruling, if that would apply, how question. it would apply to Green Devil well, Mask. Well, I would say it, it would. Why? Because it's you're not spending the energy. Yeah, you're not sent, getting sent you, to yeah, the Yeah, it, does, it doesn't pile. meet the conditions of sent as energy. Because it's sent sent to the used pile, right? Well, this, this says sent as energy should be taken to include spent as energy during your turn or cleared from your reserve pool as energy since it was unspent. So that would be at the start of that's but you your can't, draw you step. you can't spend the, yeah. If, if I roll it. Green Devil Mask, I can't spend that energy. It's not energy. They're just not re-rolling. They get sent automatically, right? I Can I? Well, I don't know. That, the, <laughs> the way to answer that is can I spend Green Devil Mask energy? If I roll No, no, you can't. So I would say that. It probably uh, goes back into the bag. Yeah. You, you would think yeah. it goes back into the bag in yeah. that situation. That's what I would lean to because it's kind of leaving the field anyway, not the reserve pool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is technically being sent as energy to the use pile because if it were a character, then it would stay in the field. But you can't. You, you use think it, it would have been better energy. if they just said it's spent as energy? But you can't. Then- it would have been better if they just didn't change the <laughs> keyword at all. <laughs> but Green Devil Mask, you can't spend the energy. I say the characters go into the used pile. No, I, yeah. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. This would all. This would also work with characters like my Doomsday combo or the Name Arita that sends stuff directly to the used pile. So if there are cards in the future that come out that send characters Straight directly to, the used, pile, to yeah. the used pile, like when they get KO'd or something, this Immortal would. Stu- would go they'd go to the bag instead yep. all right so for our next one is doppelganger lesser monstrosity clarifications so the text for doppelganger it's an says ironic title for yep. this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. flip that coin jared yep so when fielded you may select a target character die you control if you do your doppelganger character dice becomes copies of that target character die this copy has all the names subtitles affiliations abilities and stats of the original die in place of its own they remain copies until another character die is selected or you no longer have any active doppelganger character die so one clarification this is after our giant copy guidelines, one that I probably butchered because they used copy like four times in one sentence. <laughs> um, so here are the questions. If I haven't, so uh, I'll, I'll just read them off one, two, three, four. So the first one is if I have an active character dice with swarm and I copy that die with a doppelganger, do other doppelganger dice swarm? Um, do, you, do you, Oh, you want the answer now? Yeah, yeah, we'll just break oh. it out because it's a, this has layers. Okay, so the answer is. I'm copying my doppelganger to your doppelganger to the old ruling. So now, which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is frustrating because there's two rulings, both on doppelganger lesser monstrosity, where one says the doppelganger dice copying a swarm character does in fact get swarmed. They use the specific example yeah, of cobalt. Yeah, that copying w- a cobalt 
your doppelganger and your cobalt dice would both get swarm as long as they're both in the field. Yeah, and that one was referenced in the guidelines. I actually don't post. think it says if they're both in the field. I think it just says, it, I don't know. Yeah. It's copying the cobalt, so I don't know if other cobalts would, would swarm off your doppelganger. But it, that's confusing, and it doesn't matter because this ruling says that it doesn't work anyway. So. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's, since it's ultimately not a copy of that die. Yeah, if doppelganger copies a die with swarm, even though it has the names, subtitles, affiliations, abilities, and stats of the original die, what else is there to copy is my question right there. Color. Uh, the color. <laughs> That's a fair point. In place of its own, it doesn't work with Swarm since it's ultimately not a copy of that die. It ultimately is a copy of that die. That's what copying is, isn't it? Since it's ultimately a not, not a copy of the die, but it is a copy of the die, but it doesn't get Swarm yeah. so, because so- it's not the same color. Yeah, it's, yeah not it's not the, the same, same color. color. So, so, so my question... Or yeah. Some segregation. We got dice segregation. Se- segregation. So I got to ask you, in your experience as a, a, a lawyer now, um, how would you decide which ruling to pick? Because they contradict oh, you, each other. You, you make the judge decide. Like, honestly, <laughs> you, you go in with your best what argument. What if you're the you judge? You make the judge decide. If I'm the judge, I'm totally going down on the first ruling because it makes more sense... But you and have it's to go more, off the it's latest. more consistent. No, I mean, maybe that's like something that WizKids does. I don't know. In an actual courtroom, oh yeah, there's for no. Sure. It doesn't matter if it's the most recent or if it's not, unless it's like what the guy uh, in the unless says, a ruling, right? unless a ruling specifically <laughs> says this overrides previous rulings, then you just go in and you say nope they they both just contradict and you let the judge decide. yeah you, you, but if you, you let the guy in the robe decide and pick right right so, honestly <laughs> if you're a judge at a at an event and somebody comes up with this question you either make the best decision you, you go with the weaker the two options whatever you think is fair or you just flip a coin i feel like you have to go off the latest in in game purposes simply because if they if not, I think it opens up the door for just so much confusion later. Because I would say the latest one supersedes. I I I, I, I mean I know. in the world of standards, that's how it works. Is like every document you read, you're like this is going to supersede right. all the but other. Lots, older I'm not stuff. saying but I most, agree with the ruling. Like, I don't they agree with the ruling. They should specifically say this overrides. Like what? Like what they did with they used they, to. They used to they, do it with older ones. Yeah, like when they. Errata, I don't think they know that when they, they eroded polymorph it. for the dark side global. They basically said, going forward, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. I don't think they knew that they ruled. I don't think ones. so either. I don't think they know that there's two. Absolutely opposite rulings yeah. on the Dice Masters <laughs> rules form on this specific card in like a matter of months. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of bad. Yep. All right. It's bad yeah. looking. It looks really so, bad. So all right. So go, going to our the next question, because that's one out of four. The second one is if I copy a sidekick die with doppelganger, can I use Professor X Global to field another doppelganger die from my used pile? The global is pay a mask once per turn, field target sidekick die in your used pile. So the answer, Doppelganger can copy a sidekick die, but doesn't work with Professor X Global, either one. Doppelganger is treated as if it's a die with the name sidekick and not a die that is a sidekick die for the rules of the game. Huh? So, yeah. So, so it becomes an ally? So it be, they've created another character, like... It's an ally. Yeah. It basically yeah. Yeah. becomes an ally. Do So sidekicks have the sidekick card that doesn't exist but does exist but doesn't exist should have the ally keyword on it 
And then when the doppelganger <laughs> copies, he gains the ally keyword. Yeah, but sure. They should, it, like realistically, <laughs> it, it's an ally. Like that's the, it works. It purposes. works the same as an ally. You can't you can't call it in with Professor X, even though its stats are one one. Everything like I don't know why you'd ever copy a sidekick with this with this character. Well, if but. you're Zach, he probably has 10 of them on the field already. So. Well, if, I mean, <laughs> it, seriously, if you copy a sidekick with this, you're gubbing up your bag yeah. with more sidekicks. Well, if you're guys, copying why would you a sidekick you, you, and you're using Professor X, they're looking to use it with... No, I understand Something like that. Yeah, All right, so... Sure. Okay, so to the next one, um, into the realm of what Russ likes to play, too. If I copy a dragon die with Doppelganger, can I use Ring of Winter to move either another Doppelganger die from my used pile to the field zone? Um, the ability of Ring of Winter is move each dragon character die in your use pile to the field zone at level three. Okay, Google. Flip a coin. Flipping a coin, it's tails. Oh, you absolutely can. How? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, okay. a, it's a dragon. You can whip it in Kay. no matter what. <laughs> so, <laughs> how is so, so they nerfed Immortal and they just buffed dragons? Hey, hold yeah, on. Right? How, how is this ruling, in the same ruling, how is... Question three, in line with the previous two rulings. I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's no. They say it doesn't trigger swarm. They say a sidekick can't come in. Dragons can, because it has the same name. <laughs> it's seriously no. It, it makes no. Within, there's no consistency and there's no logic behind it within this ruling. So confused. Yep, and then we still got we still got one more after this one, because because they yeah they say you can use Ring of Winter. So for the next one, if I field a level one doppelganger and copy a level three character dice, then I field a level three doppelganger. Which level stats do my doppelganger dice have, and what level are they considered? So the level one doppelganger die would have the stats of a level one gold dragon, and the level three doppelganger die would have the stats of a level three gold dragon. A doppelganger die copying a sidekick die would only have level one stats at all times, but could spin up and down. So you're not copying the stats. You are copying the stats. No, you're not. You're copying the die, the die. and then you spin <laughs> up the die to whatever else. So within this whole ruling, they're completely inconsistent in the fact that it's everything of the die, and I... Can't, but I can't swarm with it because I'm not copying the die. But then they just told me I'm copying the die to the levels. So I'm not copying the stats. I'm not doing anything, but I'm just saying yeah. it's this, and it's I, creates inconsistency. I, I kind of take a little bit of pride in the fact that we have this rule segment, and we don't just straight up dog on the whiz kids rules form because there's been some bad rulings in the past mm -hmm. and we try to be as upbeat and positive as we can this one was kind of this like a last straw for for a couple of us here like we read this and this is hands down the worst ruling we've gotten in a year at least like not just this ruling but this batch of rulings was just kind of hard and it's hard not to be upset at these rulings and just think we we need some is better person, clarification. Is, yeah, is the person writing these rulings? Do they play the game? Do they know the game? Because it certainly seems like they don't. Do they do they even read the past posts, like the past ten rules forum posts? And I would assume not, based on this. And not to be super negative or anything, but this is really really poor quality work in the rules. Yeah, forum. especially since for a while we had a what I would consider an uptick of 
Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like before Origins last year, like we had solid rulings, really, really good rulings, like that dark side ruling that cleared up so much. And now this is like, oh my goodness, did they outsource this to like the it's, grade school down the road or what? It's not the easiest card to rule on, but the fact it's that not. there's inconsistencies, which might not seem like inconsistencies until you play the game a lot but then you realize that well why is why can i pull in a dragon if i can't pull in a sidekick i think you can justify that one i think you can say that it's just well sidekicks are the kind of special i, 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 mean, I struggle with that one a lot yeah but yeah i suppose but I can I, maybe i can justify that but i can pull in a dragon because it's a dragon but it doesn't trigger swarm why don't you just make a ruling that says we feel it's too strong for Swarm, so it doesn't do Swarm. Because that's really, yeah, and, they're trying to find a route to that. And, and the, the thing, what frustrates me is looking at this ruling, when they answered it, they didn't even bother to go into the WizKids rules form and type in the search bar, doppelganger. Or just look at the most recent post, because I think the copying guidelines was like two posts below this one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you would come up with the answer to that Swarm question right there. But question three in this rules contradicts one and two i think like as i go down i'm like well, all of a sudden dragons work yeah like, no it feels like a, it feels like thing. a coin flip like there's this one okay i guess i can get behind number one you know sure we're gonna have to it's different from the past but i can i can accept that number two okay sure number three what like it's just you shifted gears and went the opposite direction on number three well and then so number weird. four says that it's a copy of the die basically you're copying a character which i guess goes to number one you're copying a character not the die but i feel like we've been told you're copying attack but number one says you're, but the thing says you're copying the abilities you're but copying number one says yeah. you're not copying the abilities like that's what number one essentially says you copy the swarm you copy the character and all of its abilities swarm on the cobalt or whatever but you don't copy swarm it just doesn't. Why? Why does it not because get swarm? swarm? Swarm is the only thing it doesn't copy. That's what I said. Like, yeah, I mean, but swarm's an ability, so that's. It's just so. So maybe it's keywords. Oh. It doesn't. I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Maybe it doesn't <laughs> copy about keywords. This. Yep. All right. All right. So yeah, if you guys want to don't, don't. So what about immortal? Does it if, go if you're, in if my you're bag? listening to this and you're just as yeah. frustrated as we are. S- Let's send some messages. Let's send some messages yeah, to the WizKids rules form and ask them to clear up this particular, particular ruling. One, yeah. um, but if you have questions about the immortal one, also send them in and say, hey, we'd like some further clarification on that. Um, and make sure whatever tournament you're going to that you ask the TO before so it doesn't cost. Yeah, yeah. And, and preferably not five minutes before, like right. a day or two yeah, before. And remember, so Nats and Worlds are right around the corner. So if you're thinking about building a team or if these rulings – mess with your team in some way, you're especially going to want to email the WizKids rules form and ask for some yep. serious mm-hmm. clarification. For sure, with these. the doppelganger, I'm sure if someone's playing it, I'm sure there's several people out. thinking about playing yeah. doppelganger. Yeah. And, and you yeah. guys can see how they word a lot of these posts. The way they try to figure out what to answer is based on how many of the questions they get through the forum. So it that supposedly might, supposedly so it's ma- not the easiest game to rule on. Yeah. I mean, so I'll give them that. it's not yeah. the hardest yeah. either, though. So make make sure you guys go to win.wizkids.com forward slash bb b as in boy to find all these rulings and to send in your questions too. And then before we go, hopefully this 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 will make you guys feel better. We have a quick passing priority 
Um, and this one is from Corey S. And he says, hey, guys, I absolutely love the podcast and listen every week as soon as an episode uploads. I started from the very beginning and listened all the way until I caught up to the current and then started listening again from the beginning. Corey, props to you, man. I don't think I could do that. I, I did that <laughs> once, but it was like it was like it was like eight eight months ago so there are a lot fewer episodes yeah. to go back through yeah um so i just started playing dice masters a couple months ago and after playing hero clicks for after playing hero clicks for the last year i found that i actually enjoy dice masters much more and i find it a little easier to pick up and the comboing of cards seem to come to me more naturally i've had the pleasure of talking with russ and alex about the game from time to time on facebook Hey, I answer the Facebook posts too, uh, but <laughs> I've heard something recently that I thought other beginners might also want to know. I've been watching the two-team takedown tournament matches on various YouTube channels and reading posts on the Unlimited Facebook page where they have repeatedly talked about the greatness of the Create Food and Water or Cake Global, and that is the most important part of the card. I believe y'all have talked about this as well. I see the usefulness of the global in some situations, but I don't really understand exactly why it is as good as more experienced players keep saying it is. Could you help a beginner understand exactly why this global is so powerful? Thanks for helping make a great game even better. Corey S. College Station TX. And a a reminder of the global, too. It's pay a generic energy once per turn, draw a die from your bag, return it to your bag, or add it to the use pile. Zach would answer because this is red text. Okay. <laughs> so first off, I uh, I want to congratulate Corey on he finally played a rare crow team. He sent me a message <laughs> and understands Stay away from that why man. the rare crow is so good. So good job on that. It's and then, so great that that card has been rotated out <laughs> or will be rotated there's, out. Very there's soon. a new one, another four cost fist that we'll talk about at some point. <laughs> um, so. The reason why, and I think this goes, I was kind of the same when new, when I first started in Professor X was the big one. I was like, I don't understand Professor X. While it's not the same, this global ability allows you to churn. So it's, it's really great in the sense that if I have one die in my bag and I have all the stuff that I just purchased, I can spend one energy put those in my bag before my sidekicks that I just spent would go in my bag. So on my next turn, it's more narrowed down to what I'm going to draw. Yeah. Did I, I just confuse that? No. So so I, I'm kind of with Corey a little bit. I don't think that this is in a super-powered global or anything like that, but it can be good in certain situations. So like Russ said, if your bag is empty or whatever and it – makes sense to reload it like you just spent a whole bunch of sidekick energy and it's out of transition and your bag's empty you can use this global to take everything besides those sidekicks and put them in your bag so you're not diluting your bag with a bunch of sidekicks Uh, another good time where this global is really helpful is if you look in your bag and you've got like four sidekicks in there and you don't want all of your next turn to just be four sidekicks or you want a chance at drawing something else you can use this to pull a sidekick out and put it into your use pile so that way when you draw you're reloading your bag at that yeah. time you have I, a chance to get something i, I else. also like to use it when i look in and i have five yeah dice in there i'm like yeah. oh crap i need to get there's one that i need to guarantee to get so i'll use it well and then, exactly well here's the other thing with that with the five or say six that means that my stuff is not coming for 
at least another turn. So, it, yeah. it, you know, if I can pull so I reload my bag in a turn, so if I have five, like you're saying, KT, if I have five, then then I use the energy and do it then, then I know I'm getting my bag loaded in two. If I didn't spend that, it it really shifts everything off, and it's just one die, but it, it makes a huge difference. And you can do it on my turn and my opponent's turn. So it, it really ups that churn and it goes back to really basics of the game when you start to play more competitive that controlling the bag is it's vital super, yeah it's, it's vital. super vital and and this is the kind of global that you can't plan to abuse it in a game really but it's the kind of global that if if you use it right two or three times in a game it can win you the game it right. can change the whole course of the game for you and so while it's not, you know, the backbone of a team or it's not that kind of global that it's going to make it, all the difference, like the old the Blue Uti- Eyes global yeah. or the old Professor X global, it's a, it makes little changes throughout the game that can, it's just butterfly effect, man. It can win you the game if you use it correctly a couple of times. Right, and, and paired with its action, if, if I don't use the global when playing that action... If I don't time it right to use the global when you need to, then your the action can actually become nullified. Yeah, if that makes sense. So you have to get to where you use that global to time everything correctly. Because if not, yeah, because it go, kind of goes back to the momentum ruling that we talked about today. That the way create food and water is listed is like until your bag is empty. So right. if you don't have anything in your bag, you can't use that create food and yeah. water. Right. It, if you really want to see how how useful it can be. Play a couple of games with it and try to remind yourself every turn before you before you end your turn or whatever, before you when you have some energy, think to yourself, would I benefit by doing this yeah. right now? Look in your bag, look and see how many sidekicks you have and say, if I pull a sidekick out, is that gonna increase my odds of getting something better next turn? Or do I have too many sidekicks in there? And just use it a handful of times, and I think really quickly you'll start to see the yeah. benefit. Well, of it. Or what I, I like doing too is like mark a die, like a character die you just bought and just go through, even if you're not playing a match, go through the iterations of not using it and using it and you'll see how much quicker that die can come out of your bag versus yeah. not using it and you'll see a little bit more of the utility for it. So I would un- I would say this, if if you don't really understand, a lot of players probably don't and we're all as players, we continue to learn. If you really don't understand or haven't spent a lot of time trying to manipulate and understand your bag, then I would I would focus playing some games on that. Characters are important. Understanding characters' abilities is important. But the fundamentals of understanding the bag, because you're not going to roll all the time. And if you end up rolling, you're not going to roll all the time, or or <laughs> never. If you're not, if you don't roll a character, and you're not worried about that bag in a competitive game, you may just be dead in the water because you're going to have two or three turns before that. If you haven't manipulated your bag, you have two or three turns before you roll that again. So it's it's really understanding. If I miss a roll, how do I get that character back? Yeah, it's, and that's yeah. why, yeah, this you global don't just buy stuff. It's in this. Yeah, game. it's important to remember this game is not like Magic, where it's a deck builder. This game is. I mean, it's not. It is a deck builder. It's not like you bring a deck of a cards stack. or whatever, yeah, a not, stack, yeah. and you play with it. It's a deck builder, like Dominion, and what makes 
good players great at those games is they're able to manipulate their deck and they're able to increase the odds of the cards they want to yeah, coming cause, out. Cause That's what thinning, this game thinning is. Thinning in most other deck builders is a vital thing to do, right? Is yeah, to absolutely. Thin deck. You can't thin out your sidekicks and Dice Masters, so you have to do the next best thing and increase the flow of your bag somehow. And that's what this does. And so it's just, it's it's timing. It's not going to work every turn. I mean, yeah, but remember, you're not you're not netting extra energy so you are spending energy but it's it's, it's the flow comes back around because i've recovered right, the from flow. from a lot of matches with this global because it helped kind of reset where my dice yeah. were coming up you pay a little bit pays off big sometimes yep all right Corey. so thank you for sending that email if you guys want to send some emails to us you can always do that double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst and welcome to the scarecrow fan club <laughs> Yeah, and I will see both of you guys a little bit later on in the show. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. J and the Global Guru. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Good. Um, I, I made sure to mention the global thing for you in the I, last one. I because heard it. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know, I, I knew you wanted to say that, so I just wanted to make yes. sure. So it is time for us to talk about our featured basic action where we you know pick a basic action and talk about it because how many basic actions are we at now? Like two, three hundred? Um, uh, Modern ones, well, 17. 17, okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But but no, overall, yeah, throughout over, the whole game, we've we've had hundreds of basic yeah, actions. Yeah, I know we're in the triple digits. It fills yeah, up yeah. my Dice Master's deck box, both a, sides, and, and it, it's oh. I, I can't fit all of them in there. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's why we, we like to talk about ones. Yeah. And this one, I think, was talked about a lot for a while, and it just kind of fell off the <laughs> Yeah, we might have actually done a segment on this in the past. I'm not entirely sure. I looked and I couldn't find it. So we, oh. maybe we, maybe, I think we probably mentioned it before. But yeah. It just we never did a full segment on it. So what we're talking about is hyper velocity. Um, this is, I think, one of the few basic items we've talked about that's five cost. Yeah. Um, and it's continuous. At the end of each player's turn, if they didn't attack with any character dice, they lose two life. On its burst, double burst side, also. Any player may pay three life during their main step to send this die to the use pile. So it's great if you can get it on the non-burst side and just have it sit there forever. Yeah. So I, I really like Hyper Velocity. I really like this card because when we it first came out, I remember we were brewing and we thought, hey, this would be really good with rush teams because you can attack, you because you want to attack all the time with rush teams. But after playing with it a little bit, I remember <laughs> I actually haven't, Played with it since I played with it in a prime tournament, like a while ago. <laughs> it's been a while. I <laughs> love I love that format though, and uh, and it was on one of my teams, and I realized it's really better for control teams because control teams you have a bunch of characters in the field, and you can always field a couple of sidekicks in order to take care of this, and you'll always have something in the field that you can attack with. With rush teams, if you attack. You're emptying your field, and you may not be able to get characters in the field or enough characters in the field so that you have blockers and so that you can send one to attack so you don't end up taking the two life. So there's that little at, that little piece of it. It's also really fun on teams like um, characters that have when, when damaged abilities. When this character takes damage, do this or do that. Like On teams that you want or, them to attack. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's basically a force attack in an in a in a format where we don't have a force attack anymore a force attack global so this forces your opponent to either attack or lose two life also based on the new based on the kiln ruling from not too long ago i would say that if you have multiple hyper velocities in the field 
and your opponent doesn't attack, they're going to lose two life for each die in the field. So you've got it. it it's great for teams like that. It's, uh, it stacks. And then another interesting point is if you roll it and it doesn't land on a burst or double burst face and you put it in the field. Almost impossible to get out. It's there forever, man. They, they have to have removal. In they order have to have some yeah. kind of action removal. I don't yeah. know if there is any modern action removal. Is there? I can't think of any. Mm. I I think gears is removable. Yeah, well, there's the skeleton skeleton key, but that only gets traps. So yeah, so there may not be any way to remove this out of the field once it gets out there. So you better hope that they don't have a field clear or something that's going to screw you if you decide I'm going to put this in the field on the on the no burst face. I've had that happen actually when I've played with it, and I I used Renit Tilly. So that when I rolled it, I would put it on the no yeah. no burst face. And I remember one game that almost came back around to bite me because the the whole course of the game shifted and I was put on defense. And I was like, oh, no, I can't get it out of the field. I've made a mistake. <laughs> but another uh, there's and there's another aspect of this action, too, is if your opponent doesn't want to lose life every turn, if they want to get that guy out of the field, they have to pay three life to do it. And you can and you can always get it out of the field too, but that's hurting your opponent because one, paying life and loss of life can't be negated or redirected or anything like that. So, so, so that way it gets damage. around like the bishop, the bishop yeah. and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. You, they it, still have to lose. It, the imagine life. how nuts this would be if you had three of them on the field, even on the burst side, and they have to pay nine <laughs> to get rid of all. Right? No, I mean, I, I mean you, with, with it being a five cost, you better hope you've you've you know purchased some characters to attack with but that doesn't happen i can buy yeah. i probably can buy five yeah. all three of these and, but, <laughs> and I, I i played with this before the kiln ruling that said that dice like this stack and so yeah i'm, I'm still on the fence on if it stacks or not i think it's a little it, weird i think it but, does yeah, i mean well. there's no ruling out there that would indicate that it doesn't stack if you look at all of the rulings on continuous action dice it it would stack for each die in the field so i'm going to I would rule it that way based on past rulings. I, either way, it's still good. Yeah, it's I still mean, solid. We yeah. talked about how it's you know losing life. Uh, what also makes it a little bit more viable is the new Malekith Global. Yeah. So you're able to buy it yeah, for you remember, essentially you remember one those days where I'm like, man, five is kind of expensive, right? Cause, yeah. Cause, well, with, <laughs> with, with like thousand dragons, I yeah, whatever. I'll just roll some bolts and get it for super right? cheap. But you know, it still makes it a little bit more viable. Makes basically gives it a, a net one cost cheaper. But, um, you know, for four costs, not too you bad. Know, honestly, this would be really good on his Russ's collector team because you could get this in the field. I mean, he keeps his bag really thin, so it would be easy to buy this action with that team. You stick it in the field, and then every turn you just buy a Norman Osborne or whatever and attack with him, and then your opponent has to attack as well or they're going to lose more life. Um, so it would work well on that team, but I also like it on your team that you're working with, with the new Hulk from Thor. Yeah. Cause you want people to attack. Yeah. You yeah, want I mean, your character. Yeah. Damaged. Yeah, you, yeah. Whether it's a sidekick or whatever you there, they'll be, they'll either take two damage from me blocking with something and then damaging with Hulk or they'll lose two life. So it's kind of win-win in those situations where it, yeah. where it forces that another one we were talking about is with the uncommon Thor. You want all of their characters to attack. So maybe you get something out there like the, the Huntress, so when they field something, oh yeah, so they, can't, so they can't, so they can't field so side clearing kicks. out the sidekicks, so they yeah. have to attack with their bigger characters, yeah, exactly. and then you just absorb it with Thor. Yeah, yeah. Or um, we talked about using with the Cobalt trap, the common one, 
that when your opponent attacks, you can pay X energy to deal that much damage to their entire field. So either they lose two life or they're going to lose a big chunk of the characters in their field. Um, there was one other team that I was thinking about using it with. I, I was thinking Zach's Jocasta team. This is just yeah, a gar- guaranteed, guaranteed to Jocasta get some damage well. going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I can't remember what it was. It had something to do with the, the forcing attack, but I can't remember. Anyway, there's a lot of great cards that this this thing oh green devil mask i was like if you have this and green devil mask and when your yeah. opponent fields four because ideally you don't want them field. to have a field right then yeah, all you have yeah. to do is get a couple characters out they're never attacking slowly kind of pinging themselves down then you can attack with a bunch yeah and just go unblocked yeah so there's there's a handful of really awesome cards that this card would particularly i think in this meta work well with um and if you have questions about whether or not it stacks Think about this. Okay, so if I buy one and my opponent buys one and they're both in the field, they it would trigger for two, right? I don't know. The the thing that the because you can't negate your opponent me, being able to use the the dice because you have it in the field, but it affects you both. And I see it as like a an if condition. It's either triggered on or off, and it will either happen or not. It's not how many times will it trigger necessarily because it's not an active effect. It's if this triggers, then it, it happens. But but I, I can kind of see it both ways, so I would it'd be nice to have a ruling for sure, but I could see the argument both ways. Even if it doesn't, it's still really solid. Yeah, this really, is like, really I, solid, solid card. card I don't see... If it does, it would be, we would it could be really, really fun. We would and really then, have to brew to see if it would be worth it to buy multiple yeah, of them. Uh, yeah, to yeah. be fair. Because <laughs> build around yeah. You would, you would need Malekith if you're planning on purchasing multiple of them. You'd, you'd have to do probably modern to, and do it with like thousand dragon yeah that, that's what you i that, golden? golden you said modern yes thousand, yeah. as far as i checked Yu Gi Oh wasn't legal <laughs> modern but <laughs> if like, it was yeah it can be played in modern i'm in <laughs> um but yeah i, I like this card because it the, the five costs kind of self-limits on how many you can spam right <laughs> right right five energy usually would take at least two turns to get five energy if you all you had was sidekicks, right? Yeah, you could use like create food and water or something. It, it it'd probably be best on a team that doesn't have a lot of expensive characters. Hey, um, you know what else you could do is uh, what is it the common cube that reduces the cost? So you buy one for one oh, less. Un- the uncommon, uncommon, cube. uncommon buy one for one less, and then buy another one for anything else after that is three less. Oh, Ooh, you could do yeah. that with. Uh, you have, you, have, you have to buy another cheap action, though, because I think it's the first action is It's usually a and cube. Then, you buy, like, another cube yeah, for one. Yeah, and then every other. Right, right, another right. So it's like getting cheaper. it for yeah. three. Is that a two cost? Does that cube a two cost? Yeah. I mean, that that could work, if especially if hypervelocity is, like, one of your one of the backbones or the staples of your team, then you're going to want a way to get it. Uh, but it's really fun to play with, and it just adds that extra level of... Uh, it, it turns on a timer. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you field it on a no-burst side. Like... <laughs> Someone's losing. Eventually, someone's losing. Um, oh, that's yeah. what we should. Well, like, unless that, they just have a, a sidekick you, to you, attack. You know what we should do is anytime our games go long, we'll just automatically put a hyper velocity on the field. Yeah. And just, just, yeah, just yeah. like force the game to or end. Delayed that's, blast that's, how the game, that's how the game should end is, you know, when you get to turns, you know, you put you put one out, out on the field. And then on, on turn one, you put one out on the field. On turn three, you put a second one out. <laughs> on turn five, you put a third one out. And you just wait for someone Somebody's to die. Somebody's got to die. Oh, there you go. <laughs> on, t- on turns, everyone gets automatically a super rare Earth-X skull fielded that turn. Spoiler alert, man. So no one can win or lose, right? 
Yeah. It's like a multi-week spoiler work, too. I know, right? What? Why? Because we're going to be talking about him before too long. Sometime soon in the future. Yeah. That would would be cool. We should talk about him. I like that one. Um, (laughs) You're the only one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So, like... uh, uh, this card is so we've kind of talked about discount discounters and stuff, but what would you see on an ideal team? We talked about like cheap characters, but what would you want to complement with this? If I you like were, that. Say if you're building up, I think it's common huntress. Card. You got to ping out those sidekicks because yeah, that's the easy absolutely. way around it. You need a way to get sidekicks out of the field, whether that's huntress, whether that's is it Valindra Shadow Mantle uncommon, six cost? Yeah, uncommon it. huntress. While huntress is active, whenever an opposing character dies, feel that deal one damage to target opposing character die. Yeah, magic missile even wouldn't be too bad because you could ping outside kicks, but just know yours can get pinged out as well. Um, you got to clear out those side kicks one way or the other. Should you worry about protecting yourself too? Cause both players have to attack with hypervelocity. <laughs> yes. You should <laughs> yeah. worry about, you should, you should want to be, a, you need to be able to get sidekicks in the field. So you, you don't want to play this with, well, no, you could you, play with Professor yeah, X. If you actually. have that Huntress and the, then the new Professor yeah, X Global. Then as soon as they use it, you can ping out their sidekicks instantly, but then you can field yours. So I would I would definitely play this with Huntress, make sure that's happening. And I again, I would play with a control team. So I'd probably put like a blob on my team that stops my opponent from fielding stuff. That could really make it hard for them yeah, to get the Yeah, especially if they don't have out. like one or two cheap characters and everything else yeah. is expensive. I, I mean, if you can fit it in, I think you... Hulk is the best combo for this because you want them to attack so, you, and then it doesn't matter what they attack with. Sidekicks, yeah. whatever. Yeah, just get them to attack and you, and they're taking damage either way. That's yeah. when it's truly on a timer. Yeah, anything that stops your opponent from fielding characters is going to work great with him. So, Like Blob? Blob, Uncommon oh, Thanos, the Huntress, uh, Black Cat, Triceratops. Those all limit fielding in one way or the other. Ooh, wait. This this can go on our Triceratops black cat black team, cat right? team. The, yeah, the non, yeah no fielding so they yeah. <laughs> if they don't roll level two character they're gonna be up the creek if man. you if you are going the sidekick route with professor the new professor X global you throw Jubilee in there is kind of another way to deal damage because you want to keep attacking and fielding your yeah keep that pressure on yeah yeah because okay. even if you don't say you don't have the energy to get a sidekick you still have that pressure right and just nicking them one by one yeah and if you're worried about your opponent like playing that kind of a team. Those remember those characters are going to eventually have to attack. If you can stop them from fielding their sidekicks, they're important characters have to attack. So they could get Bishop out of the field. It could get Jubilee or Boom Boom or someone else out of the field that's causing you a lot of problems. It, you know what else could be good? Isn't was it on Thor? You like pay a pay a bolt or something, and the attacking character if it's KO'd, it goes to the use pile or something like that. That could be interesting because if you're getting rid of all their sidekicks, whatever they attack with, if you're able to knock it out and pay this global you can yeah yeah so you, yeah you could also pair it with um the rare firefly global where you pay a bolt and oh, name a villain and oh. if that character attacks <laughs> your opponent takes damage so on your turn if you have a villain character you can say it's going to attack pay one you don't take the two from hyper velocity and they take damage and then on their turn if they have a villain out that they are going to attack with you can do the same yeah because they have to pass priority that's right they have to and then if they don't attack, they lose two life. If they do attack, they take damage. So it's just you, you got to find abilities that stack with it and make it better. And I think there's a handful of really good cards in the current uh, format yeah. that'll, that'll so, make it So, shine. yeah, you're, you're definitely looking at more of a nickel and diming team, right, instead of kind of one big alpha Yeah, yeah, attack. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a slow burn team, but you can put it on a control team that 
makes it effective. I, I want to make a lose life team. So you throw Jinzo on there, uh, <laughs> Harley Quinn, all those ones where you just lose life. You, you know, if you play against Russ, he'll like take secret enjoyment in losing the life as he's playing, right? You know what card yeah, I missed like- <laughs> that I wish was in modern right now is Kang from Age of Ultron, the rare, where your opponent had to pay two life to re-roll their I dice hated a that second card. time. I hated that card Oh my so gosh, that thing would be so good right hated now. hated that card. It was terrible back then because it was a six wasn't cost, there, but it'd be so good now. Wasn't there a Yu-Gi-Oh! Super Rare that did that too? Like a... Uh, Obelisk the Tormentor, I think... Is similar, right? Did something similar, but it was like... Take damage. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the rare professor yeah. from ABX. <laughs> you know yeah. that as well. No, that was people didn't play. He did what Jinzo did just once. Gotcha. He couldn't use actions or globals. Yeah, that was the one that didn't have the global on it. So, so I was like, do I play it or not? I know, right? <laughs> that, was, that was the set, yeah, that didn't have any yeah. globals on it. So, like, <laughs> that was very sad. Um, but yeah, so that is hyper velocity. Um, let us know if you guys have put together a pretty cool team with it. Or if you have suggestions for featured basic actions, you can shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or you can leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, guys, I'm glad you guys are in a semi-brewing state because it is time for Brewing Buddies. All right, guys, we are here with the whole crew again. We have the KO King, the Global Guru, and Dr. J, JD. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Too many J's. I had to think about that. <laughs> um, so it is time for our brewing buddies. And this one was sent in by Ben said Scott. I love the alliteration with his name. So that, I, that's why I usually don't say everybody's full name, but Ben said Scott. I like it. So he, he wrote this in. Hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. I'd like to tell you guys, you all to stop restricting Russ on his team building ideas. I love hearing them. So let him run down those rabbit trails. Who cares about focus? So Ben... I just wanted to tell you the reason why we have to stop him is because I don't think anybody will listen to a 16-hour episode of the Double Burst podcast. Also, I don't want to edit a 16-hour episode of the Double Burst podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, I've been, bi- I've been building a team based around the rare Mr. Fix-It Joe and recently played it against my friend Joe using a Force Block Global and the rare Raza Ghoul from Batman. I managed to make him roll zero dice on one turn, effectively skipping an entire turn, but (laughs) didn't still manage to lose, though Joe got very upset that I made him skip a turn. Any ideas for what win cons I can use with the team or what ramp I can use to get it set up faster? Thanks in advance. The KO King's biggest fan, Ben. I I don't think... We're going to have to stick him into a pit... With a, all, everyone else who claims to be Russ's biggest fan, and make them duke it out. Ooh, for that, cage match for that title, yeah. Cage match, or we could yeah. put all of them against your one fan. Oh, my fan would kill them all. My one fan is like a hundred of Russ's fans. Oh, well, it's probably that wow. one. That one guy you don't like. You know, you know That's why? Because it fan. takes it takes a lot of. Like you have to be a really bad person to be a fan of mine. Are you the heel? I'm totally the, the heel. <laughs> I'm the mean one, right? That's probably what people think. I'm the mean one, and I'm I pick on Russ, and so it's like they they picture Russ as like this cute little kitten that I keep kicking, and so that's why I don't have. Yeah, as don't many don't fans start as like Russ. stroking his beard or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just got weird in here, guys. But, so, so rare, so, Mister Fix. Yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with the rare Mister Fix, it um, he's a. If I remember right, Ben is the UK national champ last year. So no, two and, years ago, two, two years, years ago, because Andy was last yeah. year. Oh yeah, was last year's. We don't want to mix that up because well, he's Canadian now. <laughs> 
moved to Canada. <laughs> All right. Ew. Yeah. So, so to remind, Ew. yeah. So if you guys are, if you guys aren't familiar with this, so the rare Mister Fixit, he's a seven cost fist. His ability is when Mister Fixit KOs an opposing character die with combat damage, target opponent draw, draws one less die during their next clear and draw step. Um, and then he said he was pairing it with the rare Raza Ghoul. I remember liking that rare Razo Ghoul. Which Although he's is a six cost. Yeah, while while so he's a six cost mask. While Raza Ghoul is active, when an opponent's non-villain character die, is KO'd by combat damage, it goes to the use pile. Wait, that's the yeah, that's Batman one. Oh, that's cool. So that's yeah. a fun combo. And what was the other one he said he was using it with? Um, let's see. He was using that and force block. Force block, I think. There's no force blocks in the Yeah, pattern, using a force block global. So there's the oh. there's the double fist. So the, oh yeah, the, yeah this is probably plus one. Yeah, this is probably a 2017 modern, and not a 2018 modern. So still, so, yeah. still, I mean, you could, I think you could make it work with the wrecker, the double fist, because that one you get to pick um, who is what what character is has to blo- has to be blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, is hyper velocity still legal? Yeah. Hypervelocity is still legal, and we talked about that, that earlier be, in the show, and it be would be fun. Especially, you could use it with that force block, <laughs> too. On your turn, you force one of their characters to block. On their turn, they either have to block or lose two life, and so you've KO'd two characters before they have the opportunity to draw again, so they're going to be drawing two dice so, the next time they draw. So this team where he says that he ended up losing, this really reminds me of that old... Uh, crane team that I had. Like, <laughs> I you think could put, everybody lost that when we you, played that team. Nobody was <laughs> playing, nobody yes, playing You could basically that put team. a whole game on hold for an yeah. hour but not win. What does it get you? But the downside of that crane was I think he maxed out at like a four yeah. attack or something like that where Mr. Fixit maxes out at an eight attack. So you should be able to get something <laughs> going with a die with those stats. So the... If I'm thinking about this right, the Razal Ghoul puts non sidekicks into the used, non villains, non villains. Mm-hmm. So that would be sidekicks too. Yes. Oh dang! Because so I was thinking of uh, Agent Carter that sidekicks when KO would go to the bag. So who would decide what goes to the bag and what goes to the used? Could you stuff the bag and put stuff in the used? And separate the two, so you're just Drawing giving side them kicks. all sidekicks, <laughs> and and that's if if they get a draw, but they might not get a draw, and when they do, it's just those sidekicks. So you just really that seems like a really fun combo. That's not gonna, it's gonna be Krang all over again, because <laughs> that's what you did with Krang was you would just stuff all those sidekicks <laughs> in my bag, but that was it. I'd keep drawing sidekicks. You keep stuffing them in the bag, except and it would continue for hours and for. hours. And he was so, so here's, pleased. Here's what, you, here's what you do: you just add doppelganger, so you have the stats of of Mr. Mr. Fix, Fix it. it, and then you just attack. Would that you, double his so effect could, too? No, I, we don't know yet because it's doppelganger. <laughs> you get yeah. the stats. No, they have you the get they, stats. They, you get to spin it up. <laughs> they didn't contradict that one yet. I think it would. I think it would. So um, would it stack? So would you, you get two if you KO two characters? Would that mean they get four less? Um, no, I, the, it's, the, one, it's one per it, character. It, one I per think die, the way right? it's written is it that specific die does it. So you'd have to you'd have to yeah. KO. Yeah, I don't think it would. It wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't change anything because 
Mr. Fixit needs to okay. KO a character die with combat damage. Right, but the doppelganger one would too. Gets, but each one that gets KO'd, they don't draw a die. So it doesn't matter if Mr. So, Fixit's KOing it or do. doppelganger's KOing it. Right, but if you, if you have these two, whatever, eight, eight characters, because you have doppelganger or a couple doppelgangers, you just attack like they're going. They, they have, have to block. block with Absolutely, something. no. Yeah, right. So what then you throw like overcrush. What about brazen like, Pegasus? That you gets just overcrush win. right to two characters. No, that has that, to be blocked that, by that two. That makes a character unblockable Ooh. unless they're blocked by two. Yeah. You could use brazen so, Pegasus. So you just have a bunch of. It's two characters, right? It's two characters. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. can't be blocked by less than two. So, so you do that, yeah, that'd be dope. Mr. but then you throw, you know, like the proton cannon to give it overcrush. And then some globals to like the whole global just to to pump them up if they don't Why? block it or do something. Okay, like I got a question about this because it's been bothering me. Why are people thinking about using Overcrush so much when you can just put like Madam Web out in the field and pay <laughs> two energy to make everything but her unblockable? Proton cannons a two Be- cost. So it's what? Cheap. I mean, she's it's cheap. She's Madam so much be- better than a cheap two she, cost she action. Be, she could be blanked or removed from the field. That's, that's true. That's there, true. There are certain ways. I would put her on this team, though. If you're going doppelganger and Mr. Fix and you got some fat stat characters out yeah, there, he's Madam, Madam Web. You got to pay fielding. But, but why would you want Madam Web? Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose to... of KOing stuff. No, no, no. So you put them on the back foot until you get your field set. And then once you have enough damage to just, kill them, you got to oh, use her too. so that your Mr. Fix Russ doesn't think about that. Skip the, the whole winning part. Why are you worried know, about winning? Right? It's about combinations, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> but if you went, if you went uh, doppelganger, Mr. Fix it, and brazen Pegasus, man, that would be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. That would be four, and then you just maybe something to I mean, spin that, them up, Mr. Fix it. As long as you don't have to have just that one Mr. Fix-It, and that's why I think Doppelganger, if you don't have just that one Mr. Fix-It, then it... Because what happens is you just have that attack, and that's that attack is your control character. So you just need to add cheaper Mr. Fix-Its, because it's got stats, yeah, and yeah. we know we can spin yeah. it up. So if I happen to get it on level one, the new ruling is I can spin him up, and he'll be a level three Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here, here, here's the the part of the question we still haven't answered though is, um, what ramp can I use to get it set up faster? Because that seven cost. So you got to make sure. So you got to make sure you bring, you <laughs> bring the water. ring of winter, and you have to make sure your opponent brings the wing, ring of winter. I thought it was. Right? What? He's a but if they're both, you buy them for five. You buy them for five. No. Yeah. I I think you would need like create food and water. Heimdall maybe. Heimdall. Some way to that. get to seven because seven's expensive. Yeah. Dark side, you could do dark side. Yeah, right? Russ, you're creative in this. This, this is, sense. This is Actually, not the new modern, so you could do, um, you could do rip chalkboard. You know, something to be able to roll on double energy. But you could do it new modern pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, like because because I know in Russ's mind this guy's only a five cost, but you could use you could use hush. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean if we're going <laughs> we're going old school, there's lots. No, of this stuff. is only a five cost because you'll probably just collect her in the. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's playing the Collector is He man. would be a fun collector. No, he wouldn't. He'd be terrible. <laughs> you pay five you just anything? so your opponent doesn't draw one extra Think about that turn. combo, though. See, you're looking at this wrong. You're looking at it to win. The, the fact that I could tell my opponent, you don't get any dice this turn. Like, that's just awesome. You've already won right? right? You need it to be consistent, though. That's why I like Brazen Pegasus. I think that's my... 
My now, favorite thing that we've come up with so far, that with Doppelganger. Now, here's the thing. The if, question is if he can get a Brazen Pegasus or not. Though. No, the question is, is if you copy Mr. Fix-It with Doppelganger, does, Mr. F- does Doppelganger actually work? And I don't know if it does or not. Why wouldn't it work? You, you just broke but me. I, I don't know because the <laughs> yeah. rules the because rules update so, was yeah. confusing. <laughs> you, you just broke me. I don't cannot <laughs> cannot compute. Today it works, but tomorrow we don't know. We just say it copies characters' abilities on some cards and not others, and we haven't decided yet which just, ones just it use, works on and which ones. Just it use doesn't. mimic, then you know. Then you know it's got the, the mimic. Super rare mimic. Some. There you go. Super rare mimic. You yeah. can. You can churn with super rare mimic to the point of backburn pretty easy, or I mean like energy. Yeah, with just that. So I mean that would be a way to go. And mimic actually would give you another. Yeah, you know, so, so you stat. get your yeah, ramp. No. You get your ramp with mimic, and then you bring it in later to copy right. the stats. Yep. Yeah, yeah, That'd and you can use that backburn. Has extra energy to get to that seven, so <laughs> it's there not a go. bad idea. Seriously. I mean, I've I've burned it's myself true. plenty of times and made use of that energy. Absolutely. So I just forget that it's there. That's right. Life is a resource. I just forget Especially it's there. Pull off it. combos. Yeah. Just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it's much like, you pay. I, it doesn't matter how much you pay dice, in life. Rolling zero, I win. <laughs> See if yeah. if you can get to the point, especially when you're playing these fun combos, if you get to the point where it's like. A half hour in, and you've pulled off that combo, like Ben did, where he didn't, he, his opponent didn't get any dice. Like you've won. <laughs> you go home you, with a smile at won. that point. You've right? been like, yeah. I did it. <laughs> That's so. Russ Johnny. is a guy that I see like in video games where there's just a side quest. It's not even the main storyline, and he'll he'll do it. I'm like, I'm done with this game. I've just. Do you know how top. Wait, like, dude, way, he's one, one hit you know away how from difficult the boss those are the on me mentally? And says, I did it. <laughs> like yeah. Fallout 4. Do you know how mental struggle those games are for me? Because I keep thinking, like, oh, I can finish this cycle. I have to keep doing this and I, I have to complete <laughs> stuff. Like, it just. I, yeah, how, how many bottle caps did you have at that I just <laughs> can't. Because it's like, well, I got to keep going this way. And I, I'm not good at just that openness. I, I'm not either, man. I can't do that. I, I'm a little interested to see you playing Minecraft now. Just <laughs> oh my <laughs> no, gosh, no interest. No, in that. that would be awful because it combines Russ's inability to to focus like that with the creativity. <laughs> so he would like have he would have half built statues of liberty, and he'd be going off doing something else, or like Blood Rage minis, or the others minis that he's making in Minecraft, <laughs> giant versions of them, half built. Because this does become a problem with <laughs> other games like. Uh, TI3 or Blood Rage or all the stuff that I that I like to play because I very rarely worry or Evolution worry about winning. It's like just what can I do? You got to pull off that combo. Yeah, yeah that's but the then you're like seven hours into TI3 <laughs> and you're like, I've really enjoyed myself, but can I win? Yeah, that's the way I felt when I would play my Killer Frost team because I would pull that combo off where it just stuffed their bag full of sidekicks. <laughs> no, you're you're Killer the guy. Frost would be fun. You're, you're the guy. Yeah, you're like. You're like, all right, what does no one else want to play or do? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm yep. going to show how you can do it. Like yeah. Ronan. That's what I love. <laughs> Ronan? Yeah, yeah, oh, Ronan yeah, the yeah, Accuser. Yeah. I was like, Ronan? Ronan's broken. Everyone plays him. <laughs> now, Ronan the Accuser, that yeah. he's awful. So, how does. Could you, Mr. Fix It and Killer Frost, <laughs> if you no. double block. <laughs> 
Could you double block? Oh, no, you absolutely yeah, could. could. Yeah. <laughs> you would stuff the die back in their bag, and they would get one less on their next turn. Yeah. That would work. That'd be perfect. Oh, you know what else would be good is Namorita. So it's like, what are you going to block? <laughs> Where do you want and your then, die? And then you swap. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to not roll, or do you want it to go to use? <laughs> right. And if you don't block anything, you're dead. See, that's that's where Mr. Fix-It would be the best, is if you had a force block global, and you just forced four sidekicks to block him. Then those four sidekicks go into the bag. They don't draw anything on their next turn, and then the turn after that, they draw four sidekicks. But at the same ooh, time, it's ooh. cool, but you just spent four energy, so okay. they don't But you get just cleared okay. their field so hard okay, that so you're basically <laughs> open. They're basically okay, so we're going four down the rabbit hole here. Is clearing them hard? So well, yeah, I mean, just, well, it doesn't have to be sidekicks. You could oh. take any other. You could force anything else. So to we're block. going down the rabbit hole here in my brain. If you go, it's nowhere that swaps stuff, right? Yes. Oh dear. So or you go four cost. This whole combo, I we got to figure out the six cost that you would go in there. But you go so a four cost, Madame Web. This is like your what, Adam Warlock? My Adam combo. Warlock. So, so, so Adam Warlock would be your five cost. Ooh, you, you, and take, you steal you their stuff, stuff, and then and you then know where him out for a six, six cost. Six cost, and then you go and to then the you know seven where him out cost to Mr. Fix the, It. And yeah, then, oh. see, Jared knows where I'm yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. You don't ever do that. <laughs> I, I, cool. I played that Adam Warlock game team twice in two you events. Made and I felt, you made mortal I, enemies. I felt like the biggest douche in the whole world. I was like... I'm if, never, if I'm works, never playing yeah. this again. I played against Brock. He he was playing his Superman team, and I had all of his Superman <laughs> on Adam Warlock. And I was just like, uh, and like I rolled him, and he was like, "All right, here they come." And I'm like, nah, "I'm not fielding him." And he was just like so dejected when so he realized what six cost it was over. He was never getting them back. So what's going to win with Jimmy Olsen? Because that would be awesome <laughs> to take all there and then be like, well, you could use his Hulk. You could use the Collector, oh. the Uncommon Collector, and just. Buy another Mr. Fix-It, and then know we're up to the other Mr. Fix-It, so you could have two of them. And then Doppelganger. And then Doppelganger. <laughs> which and is a three cost. And then Thanos is an eight cost? One of them. The, <laughs> ra- the ra- ra- is. Yeah, so we'll basically go up to Thanos. <laughs> no, you don't want to buy Thanos. Not the eight cost Thanos. Why? He wouldn't work on that team. He's the one that sends villains to the use pile when they're fielded and deals their damage. Yeah, but he... Got, that's your win condition. <laughs> so you, you just build up. You're transforming Madame Webb into Thanos. <laughs> it's like the cocoon of evolution from you. I know. It's that right? six, so six turn, Yugi. In four turns. Me. In four turns, I'm going to have Thanos in the field. <laughs> you need a manipulative six cost in there somewhere. What? Collector like six just cost? a, a that six your... cost that like yeah the uncommon yeah the uncommon that and when what... you when he's fielded you can basically pick, pick get two. an unpurchased die in the they, they pick one pile. you pick one and then one of them one of them goes, goes away use pile and one of them goes so like Thanos you could get your Thanos that way so you go Madame Web you attack you bring in Adam Warlock he would be KO'd right yes and then you play No War again and get the Collector field him. Then you get Mr. Fix-It, Mi- and then you know where up from collect. But if from you're swapping, to another you another Mr. Fix-It. Oh, you, you, hey, hey, Russ, Loki's a six cost. Mr. Fix-It, you don't need to feel. Take control of something while Collector. you're at it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's why, that's why you would, you would, you would, you'd have to get Adam Warlock KO'd, and then you right. would know where him up out of the prep area, the used pile, and then you would field the Collector. And then you would fill Collector. Yeah. And that... 
and then you would get a Mr. Fix-It, and then you would know where that one for another Mr. Fix-It on the same level, and then you would have two Mr. Fix-Its in the field so you could really, really harass them. Ooh, ooh, how about, how about the Frost Giant? While Frost Giant is active, opposing character dice cannot attack. Your opponent may pay one energy per character die to ignore this effect. Six cost bolt. With hypervelocity? <laughs> I was like, that wouldn't work with hypervelocity. <laughs> right? Even though we're not talking about hypervelocity here. Oh, we did a little bit, but yeah. That'd be pretty cool, though. Russ is Adam like... Warlock up to Mr. Fix-It. Like, obviously this isn't competitive, but play a game where you still I would, have... I wouldn't say that. That Adam Warlock team was very competitive, and you would really only... Like, you could do it a couple times. You so could you Adam you could, Warlock... You could Adam Warlock twice, and then, you, and then put all that stuff on on his card, and then you just take him out of the game. They're never you get, got so angry when back. it didn't line up, though. It was hard. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't hard to make hard, it. It wasn't but hard to it make wasn't it line up. Easy. It wasn't super consistent. It was. It was. I it was got good. it to be pretty consistent. You were probably just playing against me, and yeah, absolutely playing against you. It's never consistent. That's not a fair way to test whether my team is it's good like me against Russ. Against, yeah. <laughs> It is pretty no funny, chance. and it's really funny to watch and watch. It's angry. Zach it makes me angry to watch you two play because Russ perfect rolls and you can't roll crap. And I'm like, why? Why is it only against me that Zach just it, it's so the, stomps it, it's me so into the, the world ground. understands? So I know how you feel, right? Yeah, it's it's this rock paper scissors thing we got yeah. going. Because I, I, I like I'm to, glad I'm not part of this triangle at all. Yeah, you just don't roll anything. Yeah, you yeah just I just don't, don't roll, roll anything, anyone. so it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter who <laughs> <Yeah>. you're playing. <laughs> All right, so Ben, um, I hope this gives you an idea for a, a team, for your Mr. Fix-It team. And I also, and if you didn't notice, I let, Ooh, I let, you... I let Russ oh. diverge a little bit, too. Speaking of Russ, well, forget her name now. Uh, the Give Everything Immortal. Oh, Hella? Hella. Hella. An immortal Mr. Fix-It would be pretty awesome. Right? Then they couldn't and it let him through. They'd have and to if block. You go, if you go uh, Jane, Foster. Jane Foster, it'd be five cost. And Yarn Bjorn just gives him overcrush. You need something to be able to An immortal them. Mr. Fix-It would be pretty... Well, just... What what feels your immortal characters for free? Oh, that's the other Jane that, Foster. Yeah, Jane Foster. But, <laughs> or you could do uh, both Jane Nick Foster. Fury. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Oh, yeah. If they have a villain. They have a villain so. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Russ hates Commissioner Gordon because so you could do different. If you did, ooh, and that go. If you went back to doppelganger, your doppelgangers be at one cost. Oh wait, right? No, no. Yeah, because they're yeah. immortal. If yeah, you they'd had, be immortal because yep. they would be immortal automatically. So you get Mr. Fix it out. You get Hella out. That costs you seven and six. And then at that point, you say, "I'm going to buy all my doppelgangers for one apiece," because you wouldn't buy the cheaper characters earlier on in the game. You'd save them until you get the six. But Jane Foster's a two. Out. Hella's uh, how much is Hella? I guess six. Six. So she would be a four. Oh yeah. And That's then right. Mr. Fix it would be a five, and your doppelgangers would be a one. Man. Yeah. And so you, you have so good. Is that Hella? Is, is that Hella immortal? I think so. Or does she just give characters immortal? She might actually be immortal. I and then she's immortal. But it, if you're doing mimic, yeah, she's immortal. Sweet. You do mimic as well, so that's giving you churn <laughs> and ramp. Oh, Hella would be five. But, and then Mimic to give you the dice. That'd be pretty good. Be interesting. Immortal team, Mister Fix It. Yeah, yeah. If only Immortal worked the way we. Yeah, if it, it, if it was so only long. a good keyword. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Ben, yeah, I, I I hope this gives you an idea on what to put together for your team. Um, 
and I will let everybody else know. If you guys are interested in having a team featured at a Brewing Buddies, I believe we're down to one left on the list. Um, so if you guys don't send anything in, Russ is going to start brewing, and, well, I'm just going to let Russ I don't go. like the ones where Russ sends in the suggestions, <laughs> which has only happened once, but I thought that was kind of cheap. <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, some others I could send it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you guys want to send it in and beat Russ, just shoot it to doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. And make sure you mention it's for Brewing Buddies so I can put it on the list. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And I will see you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What would you put on that Brewing Buddies team? And how do you use hypervelocity? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes when they come out, and cool player resources. If you guys are looking for a way to support the show and you have Amazon Prime, head on over to twitch.tv forward slash ktdata and use your free monthly Twitch Prime subscription to subscribe to the channel. All the proceeds come back and help the show get even better. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.